Hey, I'm Spencer. And I'm Britton. Since 2011, Buckethead has released 296 albums in his Pike series, and we're going to listen to them. Three at a time. This is Getting Head. Headgetters, FedExers, Hard Sexers, <laughs> Caesar, the Pokemon. <laughs> what? Coughing. Uh, coughing. Coughing. <laughs> this is episode 65 of Kitten Head, a bucket cast. Oh my God. Wow, we're only uh, four away from 69? That's, yeah. That's all I have to look forward to, really. Yeah, that, that's all you have to look forward to forward to in life really. <laughs> that's true it's just like yeah. uh, life under capitalism uh, episode 69 now episode, episode 69 I mean, like, it isn't every day that you get to say like hey i've done 69 episodes of my podcast you, you don't get to say that to I somebody mean, because like if you say that to somebody in mm. in real life if they're a real friend if they're a homie mm-hmm. you know what they're gonna say to that what's that nice oh yeah that's true but that's yeah. all i can say and that's yeah. all you really that's all i really want you know it's all i'm really mm-hmm. looking for out of yeah what whatever <laughs> right a uh, brit Spencer, you know what? What's that? This is the last episode that we are going to record in 2021. You know, you're not wrong. That's yeah. that's very true. Today's the uh, December 30th that we're Correct. recording this. Uh, mm-hmm. And so, you know, two so the, days, it's two, the end of the year. Two days from now, we get a whole new year. Yeah. 2022. Uh, what, what, what are your predictions for 2022? <laughs> My predictions? Uh, okay, well. Pain. Yeah, pain. Uh, things will get worse, yeah. um, obviously. They always get uh, worse before they get better, is what I'm told. But uh, since I've been alive, yeah, they've, they've just, just gotten, gotten worse. worse. <laughs> yeah, progressively. Always. Uh, actually, Every not single progressively. Year. The opposite of progressive thought, I think, is what has Conservatively. Happened. Ooh, uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they have a you know progressive death metal. Why don't they have conservative death metal? <laughs> I mean, they do have that. It's called deicide. <laughs> uh, see, that was the first thing that came to mind for me too, but I don't actually know. Yeah, I mean, Glenn Benton just seems like a racist. <laughs> oh fuck! I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't know if he seems like a racist. I, I but doubt he, he is. He just seems, seems like, like it. <laughs> he seems like he could be a very conservative man. Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, I mean, he likes Satan a lot, so maybe not. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, you know, like uh, Anton LaVey really liked Satan, and he was pretty conservative. Uh, like, he was a like a misogynist and dickhead. Like, mm. Fuck Anton LaVey. Yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah, but, think, but uh, on, on, on the flip side, the guy who runs the Satanic Temple, Lucian Graves, that guy's awesome. All I right. fucking love that guy. All right. If you haven't if you haven't seen it, I'd highly recommend a documentary called uh, God Is Not Great. Uh, it's uh, about the uh, the Satanic Temple, which mm-hmm. is basically it's like you know it's a, a Satanic religious organization, but it's run by this guy who's a lawyer, and basically he made it a religion to combat like uh, theocratic rule and theocratic laws. Yeah. So you know, oh, a, yeah. a Christian will like come in and like do something and make a law because it's part of their religion. And so he'll like file a lawsuit and say, well, if that's part of their religion, I'm a Satanist and I I need to be able to do the exact opposite. 
which Hell yeah. I think is awesome. That is awesome. And, I mean, that's fucking bad. Also, that's, that's, that's real Batman shit. Yeah, that, that, that's some real Satanist shit badass right there. shit, yeah. dude, and that's like, tight. If Satan was a real person, he'd be doing cool shit like that. Oh, man, Satan right? would be doing so much cool shit. So that, that actually leads to my second prediction for 2022. Mm-hmm. Satan will show up on Earth. Well, Glenn Benton's already here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Going back to, to Deicide. <laughs> oh, man. Last time I saw it, uh, I've actually only seen Deicide once. I've never seen them um, I saw them. They were... Uh, they were pretty good, uh, yeah, but like, it was like, it was one of those bands where you watch them and you're like, oh man, they're gonna play this set list that they've played a lot of times, and you can tell, mm-hmm. and it's like, it just everything just kind of sounded the same. <laughs> so, so one thing that like blows me away is like, Deicide is one of the few death metal bands where their drummer writes almost everything. Yes, that's and, true. And so yeah. the band, like Glenn Benton, is an okay vocalist and not a very good bassist. He's a fucking great vocalist, man. He's he's okay. His guttural sounds so good. Yeah, but I ever, love his gutturals. Yeah, that, his, I, I, I his, his gutturals sound good, like, but ugh. the rest of his, his screams don't sound very good. Like, See, okay. Da, 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 da. See, I like that, that because thing. I like it when uh, on um, so on later DSI stuff and on um, what's it called? Uh, uh, Vital remains. Yeah, uh, that one the, album that they did with Glenn the, Benton. Yeah, Dechristianize. Yeah, that's a good, uh, al- that's where, a good like, album. So his actually. vocals are super layered on that. Mm-hmm. They layer yeah. lows, mids, and highs, yeah. and it's just super compressed, yeah, so and it sounds fucking awesome. The, the way he does sound good with his highs is like on the, like, Homage for Satan is the best oh, song yeah, they've yeah, ever yeah. done. The Stench of Redemption, the greatest yes. DSI album. Uh, easily, easily. Like, so, well, well Legion, I don't know. Legion's, Legion's okay. Legion's, Legion's really okay. fucking good. Legion yeah. is well-written. It's just yeah. poorly recorded. I like the, the mix I, on there, I like that early death metal mix. But it's, but it's like but it's an early death metal mix, except like you can't really hear the bass, which is like one of the best parts about that early death yeah, metal. Yeah, you should be able to hear the bass. Yeah, That's a good point. I mean the drums are super fat. Just the bass doesn't do you know. Glenn, bass but, should be fat too. But yeah, I mean that's ba- the, the, ba- the, bass the bass is, is fat, fat now. <laughs> <laughs> Glenn Benton is a chunky boy. That was actually the one thing that I was gonna say about seeing DSI live was that Glenn Benton was a bigger man than I expected. Well, um, he's, he's a Satanist, so of course. <laughs> He's got to like give in to pleasure and be gluttony, like gluttony. Uh, uh, he's one of the sins. And, and like you know, he's he's standing in line at McDonald's. Uh, would you like to supersize that, sir? And he's thinking to himself, what would Satan do? Yes. <laughs> you know what? Supersize it and make it two of them for Satan. <laughs> supersize me, Satan. <laughs> it's the name of the episode. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, 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 but no, like okay. So predictions for twenty twenty two. Things are going to get worse as they do, and that's going to suck. Mm-hmm. Um, at, outside of that, I think that uh, I can make some really like easy predictions, which I know are going to be correct. Meaning, like there will be really great media that is released in twenty twenty two. Great albums, games, mm-hmm. movies, whatever. Are there any games or albums or movies you're really looking forward to? Uh, uh yes. Uh, Hori- uh, Horizon Forbidden West. Okay. Really looking forward to that. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn was a game that was released on uh, PS4 a while back and mm-hmm. PC later on. Uh, it's a really good game. Uh, I'm lo- really looking forward to the second one that comes out in the early part of 2022. So mm-hmm. that's going to be great. Um, so, I don't know. There's other games that I know I'm looking forward to that I can't think of. Uh, but there's a few albums that I'm looking forward to uh, that I can't think of off the top of my head. That's, but, fair. that's fair. You know, there's going to be loads of good stuff oh yeah i'm sure what about you anything you're looking forward to? speaking of loads of good stuff uh, uh, i'm hoping this year is the year <laughs> that uh, metallica releases their third load album re-reload uh, <laughs> uh yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 um my, my predictions let's see uh the democrats are going to uh absolutely lose the midterm uh-huh uh and our political climate will become much more contentious and awful 
Doesn't that always happen every time a Democratic president gets released? Well, or they, released? They, they, <laughs> yo, gets next, elected. next Democratic president just dropped you. <laughs> well, you heard uh, that shit, dog? But, like, doesn't that always happen? Like, it, it, it happens oftentimes. Like, so I mean, the public elects Republicans. Mm-hmm. They're horrible. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, we need something different than that. So they elect the, the Democratic and, and realize they're and then, almost as bad they as realize the Republicans. They're, they're almost as bad, and they're and like, so, fuck and this, so, we're going to elect Republicans instead. No, 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 that's not what happens. What <laughs> happens is instead of saying, we're going to elect Republicans instead, all of the leftists just stay home during the midterms because they're like, well, the fucking, I mean, Joe Biden was a fucking wash, and so we're not mm-hmm. going to go out and vote. And so it's literally what, what's happening is the Democrats are ignoring their most radical base. Mm-hmm. And they're losing because of it. Because the thing is... And then the Republicans do the opposite. They exactly. cater to their most radical And base. they're winning because of it. Yeah. Because... Because they're like, oh, conspiracy theories? Sure. Yeah. That's fact. It's fine. Nothing matters. But the, the, the problem is, the big difference between their most radical bases is mm-hmm. the Republicans' most radical bases just want to kill all minorities, whereas the Democrats' <laughs> most radical base just want health care for everybody. And it's like, it's <laughs> like, know, it's like why really don't ridiculous. you cater to... It's, it's simple. It's like, they're not asking for things that aren't incredibly popular yeah, with right? everybody. Like, Literally Medicare everyone. for All is one of the most popular platforms in america canceling student debt yeah is one of the most popular platforms in america and they're just saying uh no and in like a lot of me wonders legalizing marijuana right at a federal level and fucking kidding me that's popular joe Joe biden could have done the last two you said with an executive order today right now i know right now he could unschedule marijuana is a schedule one drug and release everyone from prison fucking tomorrow if he wanted to yep that's the and that's the key word if he wanted to, but optics mean he's not going to do that. Which is because he's he's got a he's got to fucking stand by his criminal bill and putting super predators in fucking cages Dumb. and fucking keeping them there and destroying Black America and inner city families for fucking the last thirty years. He's got to stand by that because he stands by his decision, Jack. Yeah, fuck Joe Biden. <laughs> not not let's go brandon that, <laughs> i was that, gonna say that yeah. shit is for weak losers let's uh fuck joe biden he's almost as bad as trump let's let's fuck brandon you know what yeah let's fuck <laughs> you know what yeah let's find brandon and let's fuck his brother <laughs> so you know what you know what's actually kind of a tragedy is the guy who um i don't know if you know the story of let's go brandon a little bit so it was it was uh, like there was a, like a formula one race or something yeah. happening and yeah. there were some people in the crowd. After- it was not Formula One. It was NASCAR. Oh, NASCAR, whatever. Come so, on, Formula One. That's true. That's European and cool. <laughs> um, so there was uh, there was like a NASCAR race, and uh, there was a guy named Brandon who like won the race, and he was being interviewed after the race. And there were some people in the stands chanting, chanting really loud, "Fuck Joe Biden." Mm-hmm. And the way they uh, like mm-hmm. they scrubbed it over on the recording and broadcast it with the crowd saying. Let's go, Brandon. And so, you know, Trump, Trump folk. I'd say conservatives, but it's not all conservatives. It's Trump folk. Mm-hmm. Like, are fucking. They really latched onto this. Yeah, it's their, they think it's the funniest Dude, thing. Dude, yeah, it's really, it's really like, it's really cringy and shitty. And I, well, it's just cringy. It's just, it's, super it's just cringy. cringy. It's like, 100% it's just cringe. dumb. Like, yeah. I, I just don't it's, like. It's infantile. I mean, it's, while I will agree, I am no fan of Joe Biden. No, Joe Biden but sucks. He but sucks. But it's like, easy to say fuck Joe Biden. Yeah, but it's easy to say. It's easy yeah. to say fuck Joe Biden. And it's, it makes it's, sense. It's, it, Why do I need to make some like cutesy little like. 
jab at a different political well, because you need to party. express your opinion on Joe Biden and also let everyone else know you're a QAnon fucking moron. Yeah, that's true. Because it's yeah. I mean, I know plenty of people on both sides of the aisle who will say fuck Joe Biden. Yeah. Who who just who don't, you know, who don't like parse it into some Silly yeah. little political play where they get to use their own code words. Like kitschy, cutesy little, oh, like, so fucking shitty, dog whistly bullshit. Like the, the fucking, the people who say, let's go, Brandon, own no less than two Trump commemorative plates that they bought <laughs> on QFC. It's those fucking idiots. <laughs> QVS. Oh, yeah, yeah, QVS, sorry. Uh, uh, or from Q- the Geek Squad. Who Q- knows? QFC. QFC is a local grocery store. Quality right food here. center. Yeah. Quality food center. It'd be amazing if they sold Trump commemorative. That would be incredible. <laughs> Especially in Seattle, too. Yeah, it'd be, I, it'd be like, incredible. Like there, there would be like one really angry lesbian just goes in the store and smashes those uh-huh, periodically. Uh-huh. Like, I can't believe you're selling these! Smash! Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, what a what a time! I I had a uh, a friend, a guy that I lived with for a little bit a long time ago, mm-hmm. who got really like drunk and high one time and was like, "Hey man, I can't believe I can't believe they call it that. I can't believe they call it that." We were in a QFC parking lot, yeah. and he was like, "I can't believe they call it that." And he's just laughing to himself and he's like pointing at it. And I'm like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "Queefs." <laughs> <laughs> it was uh the worst i mean not all stoners can be literate i guess <laughs> yeah i was like man <laughs> what are we doing yeah what are is this doing? a harold and kumar film what is going on yeah. um yeah so in 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 commemorance in in respect to the uh, this being the last podcast that we're recording this year mm-hmm. figure we do some wrap-ups we already did a very long discussion about yeah. our album of the year um, which should be up uh, on, for streaming. Uh, so listen to that if you want to hear mm-hmm. what we think about our albums of the year, favorite albums of the year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's talk about some other stuff that's less specific and less like researchy, mm-hmm. right? Sure. Um, yeah, dude, I don't know. What was uh, what was the most uncomfortable conversation you had with someone this year? <laughs> most uncomfortable conversation. That's, that's an interesting one. <laughs> yeah, that's a really dark question. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, if nothing jumps to mind, we've got other questions. Uh, you could say pass. No, no, I'm good. I mean, there, there's this person that I date periodically off and on, but they uh, they definitely deal with some mental health issues. Mm-hmm. And uh, they kind of had, uh, you know, like a breakdown, and I was like the only one there to uh, deal with it. And that's so tough. That was, that was a tough conversation. Yeah. 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 That's pretty tough. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, they they have like some of the most magnificent holes I've ever experienced. So, <laughs> you know, you gotta you, you, shout out to all the holes. Shout shout out to all the best holes out there. Like <laughs> they have like some top top five holes, easy. That's like, wonderful. Just great holes. So I'm like, I can deal with this. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. If it means access to the holes, I'm there for you. How about you? What was the most uncomfortable discussion you had, Spencer? Uh, no, no, no. Ask me a different question. Oh, um, I, I didn't really... Prepare. Come up with one. Uh, what was the anime you um, you least you least uh, enjoyed hearing me talk about this year? Oh, that's an interesting... I thought you were going to ask me something about anime that I actually experienced, because I have a I have two answers. Um, so first one was the one where you were talking about it, and it was like... 
X something in the title. And Hunt, I just Hunter remember. X Hunter. Yeah, yeah. I remember you started talking about it and then I just blacked out. Like, I just remembered nothing from what you said. Like, and then that's just, fair. you just went into a fugue state. A fugue state, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. Was, oh. uh-huh, and then I stopped uh-huh. talking about anime and you're like, well, but how long have you been here, dude? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, no, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah, that, that was, that was my choice for that. Um, what was the worst movie you watched this year? Dude, Love on a Leash. Uh, remind me which one that one is. Love on a Leash is. Oh, is that the one with the scene with the 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 like uh, the, the China girl dog food? The no. feminine hygiene product scene is that that? Film? No, no. Oh, you're right. Dirty Love. Dirty yeah. Love with uh, that Jenny was McCarthy. You're right. Fucked. That was actually probably worse. You're you're right. Yeah. Thank you. That, yeah, you're, yeah, yeah, you're actually I, right. Like Love on a Leash was uniquely inept, though. Uh-huh. Honestly, that's that's actually going to be a tie. Uh, Love mm-hmm. on a Leash is uh, about a, a dog who wants to turn into a human so he can fuck a, a white girl. That rules because he doesn't know that white girl love white girls love fucking dogs. Yeah, they love fucking dogs. Uh, yeah. What are you talking we about? We all know that. We uh, all know that. Yeah. So it, it is, but, but common knowledge. But a, uh, a a magic spirit in the local pond uh, tells him if he like can find true love that they'll turn him into a human. Okay. But then he turns back into a dog at nighttime. Okay. So he's got to fuck during the day. Yeah, that's right. She's weird, gotta, and and like part of me wonders if she's actually just fucking the dog. I, don't, I mean, yeah. there's, there's a lot of questions there that uh, I don't want answered, but at okay. the same time, I'd really like to talk to the filmmaker just to be like, "Yo, question about your film? What the fuck?" <laughs> because that's like <laughs> oh, the, I, the burning question I have. I have a bur- I have that same burning question for another filmmaker. Spe- spe- okay, that speaking we of which, all we watched together, and that yeah. is the worst movie I watched this what's, year, what's which that? is Loquitia. Oh my god, Loquitia! Oh was, my god! I, I actually think we talked about it a bit on the podcast. We might have. It's because uh, it we, we talked about it for like a couple of weeks afterwards. It's it <laughs> is intensely uncomfortable. It, yeah, and and yeah. just like I I've I've very rarely felt so uneasy when watching a film just because of the film's like subject matter. Yeah. I don't like it. And it actually makes me queasier than like the subject matter of like a Serbian film or yeah. last house on the left or oh, something that's meant to shock you. This film is just shocking because it's a man who somehow exists in our world, yes. but doesn't understand it. At so all. a quick refresher, the plot of the film, mm-hmm. and this is one of those films where it's like a writer, director, star. Yep. Uh, and- auteur. An auteur, auteur, if you will. This film is about a white man mm-hmm. uh, who basically pretends to be a black woman on the radio yeah. and becomes very successful. Mm-hmm. But but then the person who's playing him, like because in public he has another woman, a black woman, play his personality. Uh-huh. And she gets a little bit of an ego and decides she needs to take over the show. Uh-huh. And then she does... And then everybody stops liking the show, and then so they bring him back to be the white guy, secret, secret white guy, right. because to it, do the show. It's 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 incredibly inept. It's because, incredibly weird. Well, it's as, so as we all bad. Know, white men are better at being black women than black women are. And that, that seems that's, that's to be the, the point of the film. That's the theme of the film. Like that, that like Which, and, and like and I say, and I say that like completely without like. Hyperbole? No, like, it sounds no. very like Straight, very no, hyperbolic, but it's not. No, like it, it's the, not. the actual point of the film seems to be, and I say seems to be because like we talked about this movie a lot after we watched it, and like 
that's the only thing. That's the only theme that is present in the entire film. Yeah, <laughs> seemingly. Uh, yeah, it's it's a mess. That's the worst movie I watched this year. That's that's great. It's pretty good. That's yeah. Great. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. You got you got one for me. Yeah. What's the what's the weirdest sensation you've had in your genitals this year? Oh. <laughs> um. Okay. I, I didn't want to share this story, but I guess I Too will. Too bad. This um, is professional podcasting, Spencer. <laughs> um, so earlier in the year, I'm not going to give a date and time to this. I'm That's not gonna, fine. We don't, we don't need a time like, stamp. I'm, I just asked you a simple question. Though. I uh, I was like shaving down there mm-hmm. and, you know, just manicuring things. Yeah. And I like... Shaved a little bit into the the hair that's are like the not as present hair that's just like on my legs and stuff, mm-hmm. and I like kind of shaved into that, and then I was like, huh, and then so I shaved a little bit more of it off, and then I was like, oh, that feels kind of interesting. I wonder what it would be like if I just shaved that whole area. Yeah. So I did. I shaved like the the whole area, and then became the itchiest I have ever been in my life. Yeah. Yeah. So and well, hold on. Uh, no, no. I know that you have things to say about this oh yeah hold on uh, so <laughs> I, I i became the itchiest i've ever ever been in my life and mm-hmm. it for like a week it was miserable mm-hmm. like it was so bad and it was so like i just had to like keep walking off the floor at work to like go in the back and literally like scratch my crotch a bunch oh, yeah. and then go back back out it was just it was so dumb dude yeah. like <laughs> so that was the strangest sensation so, yeah so you know, um, so I have for years now, probably four or five years of my life, I shave off all of my body hair below my neck. Yes. Like every day or every other day. Like I am, I'm a hairless motherfucker. I, my skin feels incredible. I am, it, did, it did make my skin feel really nice. Yeah. Around that like, area. I, I yeah. just, and like I moisturize with coconut oil every day. Like feel my skin dog. All right. I've just got like baby skin. I've got yeah, girl skin. It feels skin. pretty good. I know. Right. I've got like girl skin and girls comment. They're like. You've got like smoother skin than me. I'm like, that's right, bitch. Uh, <laughs> but, you stupid bitch. Yeah. Yeah, that's because you don't shave every day. Cunt. Bitch. <laughs> Fucking bitch. Get on down. Come on, suck on this dick. It's all shaving, all clean, and it's big and thick. You fucking bitch. Um, yeah. So, like, so I, I shave all the time, and. I used to have the same problem as you. And mm-hmm. you know what I did? What's that? I stopped wearing anything that required a belt. I stopped wearing, like, jeans. And now it's perfect. It's, it's just when you shave all the time and you have something that's, like, pressing up against your skin and actually constricting it, you're mm-hmm. going to get, like, you know, irritation no mm-hmm. matter what. And so I just wear things with elastic, elastic waistbands now or no waistband at all. Like, right mm-hmm. now I'm wearing a, a flight suit. Like I see that an yeah. Ar- uh, uh, Air Force flight suit, and uh, you know it's super incredibly comfortable. And you know, Rock honestly, suit. like jeans are fine, but ev- like there's so many more comfortable pants. It's just they're I not- really you know what kind of pants I really want. What's up? I really want some of those pants that are like the like Japanese like lounge pants where they're like tight right yeah, here yeah, and then yeah. they're like super loose everywhere yeah, yeah, else. Yeah, the, the tapered ones. Uh, yeah. So, so I want some of those really bad. No, I know you have some. Yeah, of them. let I, me send I, you a link. Yeah, yeah. yeah to, Please. They're, they're kind of like not harem pants exactly. They're just like super loose and then yeah. they're kind of like joggers on the bottom. Tight. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's I'm going to send want, you the yeah. ones that I wear and okay. they're so comfortable, dude. Nice. So yeah, loose. they look amazing. I, yeah. I want a free ball in that so bad. No, no. Yeah, no. It's so fun to just like swing your dick around. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I remember you had a friend over. And you were being a fucking weirdo. And you're uh, like... I'm always a fucking... What do you, you expect? You're, you're being like an exceptional weirdo. And you're like, oh, I'm going to shake my dick around in front of the in front of the TV where so you can see it. I didn't, I I like, didn't know you could see my dick. I told you that. I was like, but yes, you did I after I started doing it. I'm like, oh, whoops, sorry. <laughs> no, you you were like, oh, whoops, I'm going to keep doing it. And then you just oh, kept yeah, you're doing probably it. Right. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not ashamed. I've got a nice dick. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, all right. And, okay. and then I was like, it, shortly after that, I was like, but you need to go, go home. <laughs> like, get out of here <laughs> yeah, yeah it it's always funny when i kick you out like that's sort of like a funny yeah, thing especially in front of someone else yeah i'm like no you gotta go <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's enough of britain for today uh pretty good yeah. um, but yeah, yeah it's been a year it's been a year we'll, we'll, we'll keep talking about our favorite things from the year as yeah. we progress through the podcast but for i think sure. for now it would be great if brit yes uh if you could hit us with a bucket fact. i would love to hit us with a bucket fact Today, we are going to talk about the musician that has arguably known Buckethead for the longest amount of time out of any of his collaborators. Yeah. yeah. Drummer Pinchface. Okay. Although there isn't a ton of information on his backstory, <clears throat> excuse me, Pinchface, born is Michael Andrew Hacopian met Buckethead sometime in the late 80s. Along with vocalist Maximum Bob, the three would form the Deli Creeps and be the only three permanent members of the band, while the bassist slot rotated for many years. Okay. After the Deli Creeps took a hiatus for Buckethead to focus more on his solo stuff, he decided to keep working with Pinchface, having him record drums for a couple tracks off of his debut album, Giant Robot, sharing drum duties with Jerome Bailey from Parliament Funkadelic, and Ted Parsons from Swans. What? what? I want to repeat uh, that for you. Uh, the drummer from Swans played on a Buckethead album. That's really interesting. That's super I know that. interesting, right? Yeah, I didn't yeah. know that until today either. Yeah. Um, but dude, the dude from Swans is like so canceled. Yeah, Michael Gere is a dick. Yeah, it turns out he's a bad dude that sucks. Yeah, who, the who, celebrity who, lifestyle really got, got to him. him. <laughs> uh, celebrity lifestyle is a Swan song. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mm, okay. Sorry, Sorry, moving on. Please. Uh, Buckethead <laughs> would continue working with Pinchface on multiple projects outside of his solo material, making him the drummer for Cobra Strike album, 13th Scroll, uh, all of the Cornbugs albums, uh, a project he did with Bill Laswell called Gorgon. <laughs> that fucking sounds like it rules. Right? And uh, all of the tracks from his solo album, Population Override. Okay. The most recent time the two have recorded together was the Deli Creeps' uh, debut full-length album, Dawn of the Deli Creeps, released in late 2005. After that, he teamed up with Buckethead and Delray Brewer, better known as Dan Monty, to tour as the Giant Robot Band, which they would do for about the next four or five years off and on. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, the two, the two have not really worked since. Uh, Pinchface is now a real estate agent working in California and uh, he will not return our messages. <laughs> oh my God! We listened to Three Pikes this week we again. To we did it again this week. Pikes uh, one ninety three, one ninety four, and one ninety five. Fourteen days till Halloween. Voice from the Dead Forest released on October eighteenth, twenty fifteen. Thirteen days till Halloween. Maple syrup released on October nineteenth. 2015. 
12 days till quish, uh, Halloween. <laughs> Face Slingshot. Uh, released on October 20th, 2015. Let's start with Pike 193. Voices from the Dead Forest. Is it Voices or Voice from the Dead Forest? Oh, yeah, Voice, sorry. Voice from the <clears throat> Dead Forest, released on October 18th, 2015, just one day after the previous Pike, Grotesques. Wow, one day. I never, I could never imagine that this yeah. album could be made in one day. Hey, Spencer, what do you imagine <laughs> if you just distorted a bunch of voice synths? What do you think it would sound like? Uh, noise. Yeah, I think it, I think personally it would sound exactly like 14 Days Till Halloween, Voice <laughs> from the Dead Forest. Um, okay. This is possibly <clears throat> this is possibly the least musical album Buckethead has ever made. You might be right. There is it's, yeah. it's very atonal. There is this is not music. This is sound effects. Like yeah, this, is, this, this is, is, is not it's music. It's not even a noise album, it's a sound album. It, like like <laughs> yeah, no, honestly, like I, I, I put in my notes like this is almost a harsh noise album, but it is mm. not harsh noise because it's not even really noise. It's well, just it is noise, like, but it's not like yeah. It would have been like pretty much know. atonal entirely, except like there are occasionally like some triangle synths in here that actually do have tones. Mm-hmm. Occasionally, like very, like, occasionally, very occasionally. Yeah, like yeah. three, three times in the entire like thirty <laughs> minutes and sixty sec or fifty seconds or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's definitely one of these bikes. It, it, is, it is one of these it's bikes. Got, it's got so, cool album art. I like the album it, art. You know, all of these have actually really cool art. And right. I, I this one has cool art, too. Uh, let me ask you this, yeah. Britt. Sure. What unfortunate holiday dessert or treat hmm. is this album? I may say unfortunate, meaning like one, like a holiday dessert or treat you do not like. Yeah, this is, this is going to be like, um, not a fruitcake, more like that... Um, like a, a fruit salad made with a bunch of like Cool Whip and shit. You know oh, what I'm talking about? Uh, yeah, it's just like what like yeah. Jello, Jello. Yeah, yeah. It's like Jello, Cool Whip. It's and kind like, kind of ambrosia salad. Like yeah, something something in like bananas that are like uh, they cut three days ago, so they've turned like brownish. And yeah, all slimy. But they're like mm-hmm. like suspended in the yeah gelatin. No, no, thank you. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, no, that, that's a good. You know, it's got like raisins in it for some fucking reason. It's yeah. like horrible. You're like, why? Mm-hmm. What are we doing? Yeah. Like th- that's that's what I ask myself a lot while mm. listening to this is like, what are we doing? Yeah. Like, why are we? Why? Great question. But why? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um. Yeah, I, that, that's a good answer to this. You you got one for me? Um. For for this album? Yeah. Yeah. What um, what uh, what Rob Zombie terrible remake of a horror movie oh is no this? oh what, no what 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 genre or uh, what what franchise is this album R- rob zombie deciding to oh my god entirely you know what i What's know that? it's it's on the tip of my brain uh, i can see the art for the the cover of the film it's an 80s film it's a it's a series they made i think four of them and it's the one where it's got like the ball with the the thing stick the knife sticking out of it that's like flying around um, it's like controlled by that guy. Oh, uh, Phantasm. Phantasm. So it okay. is, if they gave Rob Zombie a Phantasm remake, that's what this album okay. is. Okay. Okay. Because Rob Zombie is the worst choice for a Phantasm remake. He really is. Like there's no worst. Well, cause here's the thing. Like, I'm not saying that Rob Zombie's bad. His aesthetic can be cool, yeah, but it I, is I not the right. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's not the right aesthetic no. for something like that. Like his, his original 
movies are kind of hit and miss for me. I think they can be good and like yeah. he definitely has some cool fun ideas for sure. Like visually definitely. Yeah. Like um, he, he like he's a very but, visual person like, for you sure. Know, Halloween was just a fumble. Like both of those both of the Rob Zombie Halloween so movies rough, dude. are yeah. just not good. I like that. Uh, I like that John Carpenter thinks Rob Zombie's a fucking idiot. Though I really, I really like, I that, really too. like that. I yeah. think that's super funny. If you, you've seen the interview with him, where he's like, he's like pissed off that uh, um, that Rob Zombie said that he like didn't approve of him doing Halloween, and he's like, "The fuck are you talking about?" I said, by all means, go do it. You have my my blessing. Yeah. Like, I literally said that to him. And then he's out here saying that I didn't say that? Like, what the fuck, you, what no. fuck is happening? Yeah, because like, I've seen another interview with him, and he has, like, my favorite philosophy ever. Is uh, He said something like, yeah, when, um, when a studio comes to me and asks if I can, uh, if they can remake one of my films... I just close my mouth and hold out my hand. <laughs> yes, exactly. And I'm like, that's awesome, dude. <laughs> like, like you, he doesn't give a, a fuck. He's like, yeah, I made the best version of this film that'll ever be. Someone else can fucking take a stab at it. I don't care. I'm just going to count my money while they do it. To, right? And his whole aesthetic seems to be more like, yeah, you know, I did this a while ago and I'm proud of that. And I think it's good. And if somebody wants to also take a crack at that, like, cool, it doesn't change the fact that I already did this, mm-hmm. so I don't care. Yeah. Which is, like, the right perspective to have, I think, on, on shit like that. Especially considering how, like, iconic a lot of his work is. Yeah. You know, because it's, like, it's not going to, like, lose him any fans if no. they make, if they remake one of his movies. Like, they no. remade, you know what was the, the worst of the, the Carpenter remakes, I think, What's is that? the um, the uh, uh, the Thing remake. Did you watch that? I mean... Are you talking about the the one that was kind of a soft like reboot slash uh, sequel or prequel? Yes. Okay. The like 2008 one. Yeah. I 2011 mean, something so like that. So it was fine. What, it was fine. What yeah. I what I really disliked is apparently they shot uh, the film entirely with practical effects, and the studio made them replace it with CGI. Which That's I interesting. Hate. That's I hate that. Yeah, so, so much. like I remember watching that movie and being like, you know, this is totally fine. Yeah, it was. It was fine. It, the but story it was like, worked. It but was... It, the the thing why I say it's the worst Carpenter <clears throat> remake is because it's like it is fine, but it does not justify its existence at all. True. Like it, it's one of those ones where it's like it's more disappointing because it's so middling than mm. if it had been like really bad. Or really good, yeah. like because like I at mean, least like I, I they, stick by the the Rob Zombie Halloween remakes uh, are yeah, easily I the mean, worst. Well, <laughs> like, see the thing is, is like actually, you know what? With the those, new Halloween, the Halloween Kills yeah. was fucking dog shit. I hated yeah. that. Yeah, you did. I hated it. Yeah, I I, I haven't watched it yet, but uh-huh. I did watch the like Red Litter Media talk yeah. talk about it, and I don't like think I've seen, that yet. it's pretty interesting. Like yeah. it looks really. I mean, at least they they didn't like it either. But yeah. like their their reasons for not liking it are pretty interesting. Like it it sounds like a mess. Like it really sounds like it a, is a mess. Like and a mess it, of a it, film. It makes like, no sense how it was such a mess, <clears throat> given how good the first film was. Yeah, like the, the first the, that, that the twenty eighteen really Halloween yeah. remake is so good because I, I watched that oh. per your recommendation mm-hmm. right before Halloween Kills came out. Oh. So like that was this year, and I, I thought it was really good. The thing, the one, mm, okay, mm-hmm. I, we don't need. We're getting way off yeah, yeah. topic here, but like the the one, th- I'm gonna say one thing about it, and that mm-hmm. is that I think it got a little too deep in its own lore for me. Like as a person who has seen some of the Halloween films, but not all of them, mm-hmm. like. 
I think it could have been more straightforward and less lore focused. It, it could have at the but, same time. It was like setting up, but it was a, still fun. It was setting up yeah. a good universe, and you know, like it was providing enough backstory, but not too much. You know what it felt like to me? Um, it felt like they were trying to get out of the way all of the backstory stuff to like appease old fans. It felt like fan yeah. service. Yeah, which, it was. But it, it, was. But it, but it but was weird well. because it was like. I don't care about any of that stuff, so it was like weird watching it. I, like, I'd say more than fan service, it definitely felt like a Halloween film that was written by huge fans of yeah. the original. Oh, Halloween. definitely. Like mm-hmm. whereas Rob Zombies felt more like someone writing like, oh, how can how can like I fix the mistakes of the first Halloween film? Yeah. Which ended up just being the biggest mistakes like, of his film. I don't think that Rob's oh I, I I'm sorry. I phrased that weird. Uh, I think that Rob Zombie is probably a big fan of the original Halloween. Oh, like, I, I don't think that, like, he's not. But I think that he's the sort of person that, like, he sees that and he gets the opportunity to make a, a new one. And he doesn't look at it like, here's how I'm going to pay homage to that. Or mm-hmm. here's how I'm going to, like, build on that. He's like, here's how I'm doing my version of this. Yeah, and, then like, he yeah. in, and then he inputs, like, all of the things that he likes in films into this and then frames the Halloween story around that. And yeah. like, that's an okay approach in some cases, like completely reinventing a series, like is a good choice. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, um, and sometimes it's a bad choice. Yeah. Like I feel like that's what people are currently doing with star Trek. Um, uh, they're framing star Trek around a very different type <sighs> and, of storytelling. And, and the problem is like the, I think the biggest problem is the initial reframing of star Trek was good. Like the first J.J. Abrams film, it's extremely good. It's that, very good. That's what reignited my interest in Star Trek, and mm-hmm. the reason why I went back and rewatched all of Star Trek the, was that 2009 film. The weird thing is, though, everything that's been given to J.J. Abrams that is sci-fi sense Bruh. has been fucking dog shit. I I thought the se- the second Star Trek film was okay. Second one was fine. It was like, okay. It was ruined by the previews and knowing who Khan was, and it was fine. It was fine. Is, um, it didn't need a second round it, of Khan. It was like, it was, so by by the time I watched that one, though, I was a much bigger fan of Star Trek, and that I think that yeah. that's part of the reason I didn't like it as much. Yeah. We're getting way off topic. Let's we get are. back to... Uh, uh, Pike 194. <laughs> oh, we're moving on. Halloween. We're moving on. We are moving okay, on. Okay, hold on. Okay. We already asked like five questions about the last time. That's true. We did. 13 Days Till Halloween, Maple Syrup. Released on October 19th, 2015, just one day after Voice... From the Dead Forest. All right. We're not going to talk about this album. We're only going to talk about maple syrup. So we are, and I'm going to tell my story that I've actually never ter- told on this podcast oh God, about please. maple syrup. Please tell me you used it as lube. Please tell no, me you no, used no. it as way, lube. No, no, no. Way better than that. So, um, okay. So better I, than that? Yeah. Uh, my brother was uh, going to uh, like correction school to be like a prison guard. Um, right, yeah. Down in Burien. Uh, which Ugh, was, Burien sucks. I know. This was like maybe eight years ago, something like that. I mean, it was, it was quite a while ago. Um, yeah. And so he was graduating from correction school down in Burien, which is like, I mean, it's, it's like the lowest class suburb of Seattle. It's by the airport. It, yeah. It's, it's no like, brow. It's like dirty. It's gross. It really sucks. And I actually so, went to the Burien Fred Meyer recently. Oh no. I dropped a friend off at the airport and oh. I, uh, like had to get something and I was like, Oh, I'll just stop at this Fred Meyer by the airport. Oh, uh-huh. there's one in Burien. So I went there and it was just like it was just weird, man. It was like one. It's one of those sort of places where they have all the like, uh, they have all the makeup behind lock and key yeah, and shit. Right, right. It's like that kind of a place. Mm-hmm. Just sucks, dude. So so yeah. So I I got to take the bus down there, and it's it's a long bus. Like Burien isn't 
far away necessarily, but the, yeah. the buses to get there take a while. It definitely, because and, it's like just past or just, yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's in a difficult to get to. Area. And so, you know, I get on this bus and uh, I'm kind of sitting near the front and immediately like, I just notice like something is off about this bus. It's like, it's, it's weird and like the pressing and like all the people on there, like uh, the best way I can describe it is it, it's like, um, it was like a social security office, but with wheels. It was just all oh, of the people no. that do exist in society, but you yeah. never see them anywhere else. Uh-huh. They were just there. And I'm like, what the uh-huh. fuck is up with this? So, you know, I'm riding the bus, uh, sitting near the front and I, I have my headphones in, but like my music stops. And suddenly I, I, I see that there's this like uh guy talking to an older man in front of me. And there's like, uh, yeah. there's this older guy who's got to be like 90 years old. He's fucking ancient. And then yeah. there's this guy who's probably like in his forties talking to him. And this guy in his 40s who's talking to him is, like, just making conversation. And the guy who's in his 90s is not responding at all. <laughs> except for, like, the occasional... <laughs> oh, you've told uh, me this story. Yeah, okay, sure. And oh, my God. So this guy is oh, talking fuck. at this old man. Uh-huh. And, uh, like, he, he just says a bunch of stuff to him. Mm-hmm. And then um, he, he's tr- talking at the old man about food. Yeah, I mean, as as one does. Right. Who, who hasn't talked so, at an old man so, about food yeah, on the he, bus? And he's like, hey, you been uh, down to that spaghetti restaurant there? And, and he names <laughs> it like a street, and the old man's like, no. He's like, oh, man, it's really good. They got really good, uh, you know, spaghetti. And uh, <laughs> I like their sauce a lot. Really good pasta. And I'm like, that's great, whatever. Uh-huh. And so, like, and then there's, like, silence between them for, like, a full minute. Uh-huh. And uh, then the guy just blurts out of nowhere, and you like pancakes? And the old man, the old man just doesn't say anything. And this this weird guy is like, man, I love pancakes, man. You know, I make pancakes all the time. You know, they're tasty, easy to make, maple syrup. <laughs> and that and that's like, and then there's silence for like five more minutes, and then like the old man goes to get off the bus. And uh, the the weird guy was like, hey, nice talking to you. It was an honor. <laughs> and I'm like, who says that? Is, is this guy some famous motherfucker? Is he, like a, is he wearing a purple heart or something? Why is it an honor to talk in an old man about pancakes on the bus? You know what, Britt? What? That, that sounds like words from a person who has never had the honor and privilege of talking about pancakes and maple syrup to an old man on the bus. You know what? They're real easy to make. Taste great. <laughs> maple, maple syrup. syrup. <laughs> so, uh, anyway. Uh, so this album, really easy to make. Tastes great. Maple, maple syrup. syrup. Spooky, detuned, clean guitar with a ton of reverb and delay mm-hmm. and a full half hour of just that, baby. Exactly. Hey, what's the worst thing you've ever put maple syrup on? That's a great question. Yeah. Um, you know what? I don't... I feel like I always know exactly where maple syrup goes. Like, probably just, like, cold pancakes. Like, cold pancakes suck. Yeah, but, like, what about when you were a kid? Because I know when I was a kid, I would, like, mix stuff together just to see what it tasted like. Like, yeah. I definitely put, like, maple syrup into Kool-Aid fruit punch. I definitely did that, and it definitely was not great. Interesting. I mean, I, I, I mean, it put, wasn't, like, the worst, right? But it would, like, yeah. would taste weird. Interesting. Yeah, I, I mean, like... I like maple syrup in a lot of things. It adds this like bold sweetness oh, yeah. that most things don't have. Let me tell you about a magical thing that I had once. Uh-huh. Um, not once. I guess I had it multiple times. What you could do is you could whip together butter, mm-hmm. uh, maple syrup, cayenne pepper, mm-hmm. 
whip that together uh, mm-hmm. with a little bit of lemon juice. That sounds good. And then you put that on corn on the cob. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that sounds way good. Right? So, Fucking uh, really good. So one thing that I make that's absolutely wonderful, and you can actually make a vegan version of this, is uh, yeah. you get like a chicken patty, two yeah. waffles, and then oh, you yeah. mix some uh, maple syrup with some uh, whipped cream cheese. And use that as like your sauce. Oh yeah, it's, it's, it's basically it's okay. a fucking chicken and waffle sandwich. It's so fucking good, dude. Uh, so sounds. Fucking good. I might actually make a thing yeah. like that. Yeah. I might do it. Yeah. I have a waffle maker. Oh yeah, I can fucking do it. Oh oh, with real waffle. I always just use Eggos. That'd be great with a Bruh. real real ass waffle. Bruh. I mean, so Eggos do have their place in time. Like, oh, hundred percent. Like, like uh, I remember one time I was at your house and yeah. we were really fucking stoned. Mm-hmm. I mean. That's most of the time I'm at your house, but uh, (laughs) I was at your house, really fucking stoned, and you were like, my motherfucker, do you want uh, a waffle and ice cream sandwich? And I was like, what's a waffle and ice cream sandwich? And you were like, oh, my motherfucker. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my motherfucker. And then you just like got up and made them. You didn't tell me or anything. You just like got up. You're like, wait here. Yeah. And then like. If you're asking me, what is that? I'm like, well, you need to try this, obviously. Obviously. And so basically, you just put Pagos in the toaster Uh and then just put a bunch of ice cream between it. And you're like, here you go. That's it. And I think the ice cream you you gave me was like, um, it was really good. It was like a Marionberry ice cream or something. That sounds great, yeah. uh, In between two Eggos, and it was incredible. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was incredible. Put put, put a little bit of uh, powdered sugar on top of that motherfucker. Oh, my God. God. Yeah, there you you go. That's actually like, hell yeah. Like, you could start a food truck doing that oh, shit I'm sure you and could. make hella money I'm, and be cheap as fuck and It'd like, be so cheap the people you you could hire like they could be like that dude on the bus like people who don't know how to do fucking anything literally anything yeah because yeah. you give them <laughs> one job you're like here take money or here heat up the Sco- fucking waffles two scoops on each waffle <laughs> yeah They're like uh, okay like, <laughs> yeah exactly like two scoops yeah two scoops yep. yeah no perfect um speaking of scoops let's move on scoops you know that that could be the i mean i'm destined to open a place called scoops eventually right you gotta yeah there you go it's yeah just a you gotta name it really weird though it's gotta be like s-c-u-u-u-u-u and all of them have different umlauts different umlauts yes the one's got the regular umlaut one's got the carrot One's got the line. Yeah, so it's <laughs> like, like three. Oops. <laughs> I love yeah. that. It's great. Uh, uh Pike 195. Whoa, before we get to that, um Oh yeah. Sorry. Yeah, what uh worst pedal you've ever used for your guitar is this? Oh, fucking for Pike 194? Yeah. That's a great question. Um this uh Oh, you which, know which guitar pedal do you most want to cover in maple syrup and never use again? <laughs> that, that's uh, more of a oh, question. I, I have the best answer for that. Um, the only correct answer for that, and that is the Morley or not Morley. Sorry, there's a Dunlop Crybaby Wah. That's that's fair. Uh, uh, and that is the that is both the worst pedal, and that is also the uh, uh, well, it's not a bad pedal. No, yeah, there's fine, much worse pedals. There are worse pedals. It's yeah. a fine pedal. It's just like for its cost, it kind of sucks. Uh, I like, mean, I think it was not that expensive when I bought wine. I think I mean, it was like, all, it was like, like 120 bucks now or something. Yeah, it's a little much for. It's a little much, but it, but it'll like last a, you probably. Yeah. I mean, it's probably but, gonna like stay fine for a long yeah, time. I just like, much rather have like a Morley. Oh yeah, Should I mean that's the real answer. The right. real answer is like pay a little more, get a Morley. It's better. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you're gonna do the wah thing, that's the way to do it. Mm-hmm. And I know from experience, because like when I joined Blood Fist, the band that you were in when I met you, yes. when I joined that band, when you asked me to join that band, and we've got to canonize that, mm-hmm. for you asked me to join the band. You're welcome. Uh, thank you. Uh, and I joined the band, 
And when you when I joined that band, I was using my Crybaby Wah, mm-hmm. and the other guitar player, Chris Hansen, was like, "No, <laughs> use my Morley Wah." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Hell yeah!" Because yeah. Chris had two Morley Wahs. <laughs> oh yeah, he did. Yeah, and so great. I used one of them oh, because yeah. he had two Morley Wahs. And that, what's so funny about that is I, I played uh, music where I, I played in I played a guitar in a band with Chris Hansen for a really long time, mm-hmm. and we only used wah pedals. Literally for like the first couple months we knew each other and then never did again yeah. for like 10 years. <laughs> yeah. Y'all, I, there was a, I mean, for all of Corruption, did y'all ever use any pedals besides like obviously no- noise suppressors? Noise gates yeah, and noise tuners. Gates and no. Tuners, yeah, yeah. Well, I, uh, I bought a harmonizer pedal at one point, which I still have. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Uh, yeah. You did but, have the, I mean, I, and I think Chris used a wah briefly or not a wah, no. but like the, um, uh, or was that just Blood Fist where he used the um, well, harmonizer you know, type pedal? Whatever. That no, was. he didn't use a harm. He he had a volume pedal. Okay, that's the only thing. Yeah, Chris had a volume pedal and I had a harmonizer pedal, but I only used it at one show. It was the show where I was wearing this shirt. That is there actually a really sick shirt. I wish I still had it, but it's like this uh, Christian shirt from the '90s. I found it at uh, Value Village, and it just says like Jesus is the answer, but it's done in like a super '90s like like uh, multicolor font. It's really cool. Oh yeah, um, it's pretty rad. All right, uh, let's but, move on. But yeah, cover your waz and maple syrup because they're lame. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Bike one ninety five. Uh, more like, more like wah waffle pedal because uh, it's covered in syrup. Wah waffle waff. Waffle wah. What about a, a waffle that's shaped like a wah pedal or like a foot? I mean, I guess like since it's the most awful wah, technically the uh, the Dunlop is a waffle. I mean, it's, it's not. not the, it's not I mean, an yeah, awful yeah, wah. Like, it's a perfectly the, the functional wah. The Behringer, I'm sure, is like it, way, yeah. Way, way, uh, whatever the the TC Electronic equivalent is, I'm sure is worse. But like, dude, TC Electronics makes some amazing stuff. You know that they are completely owned and operated by Behringer. Yeah, like but, all of their stuff is made in the Behringer factory in China. Y- yeah, they still use like way, but like their their bass amps sound amazing. Well, I'm not saying that TC Electronic yeah. is bad. I'm just saying that you yeah. you are aware of that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's, yeah. I mean, but like yeah. like some of their they, they did they that uh that I mean pedal, like every, every other company is owned by either Gibson. I mean, sorry, CBS. CBS. Yeah, CBS owns like every other fucking. I know music it's fucked company. up. It's fucked up. Like seriously, like, every other music company. It's so fucked up. Like yeah. I, I hate it. Yeah, they, yeah. they own a bunch of them. It's yeah. it's really shitty too. Well, because it's like, like I mean, they're all yeah. owned under Gibson, but Gibson's owned by CBS. So like Gibson is not owned by CBS. Or was it Fender? Fender. Yeah, Fender. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Um, but like they own like Jackson mm-hmm. and Charvel. I want to say they not not Sadowski. Uh, what's that? Uh, SWR. I believe they own now. And do do they own uh, GNL or is GNL still independent? GNL, GNL was the, the company no, that no, the offender G- created. Yeah, after no, no, GNL still independent. I want to say they own. Um, oh God, what's the other? Ah, well, um, doesn't matter. Yeah, they own so many fucking music companies, dude. It's totally. Pike one ninety five. Twelve days till Halloween. Face sling shot. Gillian Kruger. That's the one I was thinking. Ah, uh, GK. Yeah. The Gillian Kruger uh, bass amp that I used when I was playing in the some of them sound really good. Is one of the most amazing bass amps I've some ever used. Some of them used. sound it's really good. Sound they, that they, one that they, I used sound fucking incredible. They give such a a specific specific tone though. Like it's so, it's very punchy. I yeah, like it's extremely punchy. It's mm-hmm. perfect if you want to play post metal or just some kind of extreme metal. Or, Honestly, or sorry, post rock. It's, it's or best po- if you're playing bass with a pick. 
Yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah. Well, if you're playing bass with a pick and you want to play some kind of extreme music or mm. post-punk, it's mm. really good for that. Yeah. But for other things, I don't know. There's probably mm. better options. Yeah, get an Ampeg or something instead. Mm. This is an amp, but this is a pro Ampeg podcast. Oh, 100. percent We love Ampeg, we especially their seven shit. Dude, the V4B is still like my favorite bass amp of all time. That was the you were the loudest. I was the person. loudest bassist in Alaska for quite some time. You were. Yeah, like that is like undeniable. Like, yeah, I, and I, I think that anyone around at the time, anyone around at the time would would vouch for that. Do you? Okay, this is a story I don't think I've told on the podcast, mm. but I, we should talk about it. Do you remember the time um, we played a show in Anchorage, Alaska, at okay. a place called Club Millennium? Yeah, the, the top floor. And we, I when was we doing sound, we we were playing on the top floor. You were doing sound, so it was a it was a uh, so it was a it was a Shark Week show. Yes, yeah. Um, so here's the thing in Anchorage, Alaska, at least in downtown Anchorage, Alaska, across a bridge from downtown Anchorage, Alaska, there's a neighborhood called government Hill mm-hmm. and it's about, I don't know how, how far away would you say? Like about a mile to a mile and a half. Yeah. I'd say away from where we were playing. Yeah. About a mile and a half mm-hmm. mile, mile and a half from where we were playing yeah. and we were playing at this venue. Britt was doing sound and we played so loudly that we got a noise complaint <laughs> From Government Hill, they they so to be fair to me, <laughs> they gave me a the most insane a twenty thousand watt per side JBL yeah PA which is yeah at least I, I think, double the size double the power and size of anything else I had previously worked so with. didn't you have you had four you had uh uh two woofers two, two on huge both woofers two bo- Two woofers on both sides. Yeah, and they were they were the like the cabinet type uh, yeah. recessed eighteen double eighteen inch. Yeah, so which are enormous, enormous. So so like two <laughs> woofers on both sides, uh-huh. and then you had uh, like I think it was an array of like uh, two was, big two big like mid range speakers, and then two tweeters. Yeah, that sounds about right. right? It was because it was an enormous fucking PA. It was, it was like this is like a PA that you use at like a uh, a like, large outdoor concert. a large outdoor concert for like electronic music or right. like and like something where you we need to push the yeah, system we were, like we were, we were playing metal for like less than 100 people uh bro it was like less than 40 people it was like it was there were not a lot of people there yeah yeah but it was just like i mean they definitely like lost money on the show they paid more to rent the i know for certain they paid more to rent that that rig than they actually made off tickets. Oh, 100%. 100%. But which, like, I'm grateful for the opportunity to play it. Yeah, but, like, yeah, well, anyways, when we were playing music together, music together, we were so loud that we got a noise complaint from a neighborhood a mile and a half away from where we were fucking playing. Yeah. And that's pretty impressive. Hell yeah. I mean, when I played with that bass rig, that enormous bass rig at Beatles, we got noise oh. complaints all the time. And it also fucking killed the power. A you, lot, yeah. A bunch, because it would overload the power because you were drawing so that's, much power. That's not my fault. They had shitty electronics. I mean, there. they did have shitty It happened like, at other shows too, but your rig caused it specifically multiple times. Fine. <laughs> um... But uh, yeah. Anyway, going back, uh, Pike one ninety five twelve day twelve days till Halloween face sling shot. Uh huh. Yeah. This one's got really cool album art. I mean, yeah, they all do. Uh, this is <laughs> atmospheric synths with the occasional percussive field recording. This I think. one, yeah, this one's a little bit more musical a than bit. the last couple, it, at least. It, like, it feels like there's at least a little bit more effort put into this one. Yeah, but it's also not totally listenable. Not really interesting. 
it is more like soundtracky. It sounds like sci-fi horror soundtrack I, stuff. I would be. I, I'll be honest. Like I think this is in the higher tier of Halloween Pikes, though. Perhaps, yeah. Like it, it's better than uh-huh. some of the other ones, or it, better in the sense that it is. It's more interesting to listen to. It's the best one this week, but that's Definitely. not saying much. It is not saying much. And it's also actually probably the best one we've listened to in the last two weeks. Totally, and that also doesn't say much. It really does. But yes, I would agree. Because I'd say last week we probably had the weakest set of pikes. This week is pushing yeah, last this, week, this, though. This like week this week is, is really rough. It is pretty rough. Uh, outside of this one, like the other two, uh, I don't know. They're they're fine. I don't hate them, but I don't like them. Yeah. And that's where we're at. This is where we're at. You know, there's a couple comments on some of these pikes that we'll talk about in our next segment that. Uh, I feel like really, yeah. So question for you on this album. Um, Tell me. Besides a slingshot, what is this getting all over your face? (laughs) That's a great question, Brent. Thank you. Um, You know, uh, okay. You know, there's something fun about getting things all over your face that you can like quickly rinse off. You know what I mean? Like, is this your way of coming out, Spencer? <laughs> <laughs> like, have you ever, like, eaten a huge piece of watermelon over a sink, got yeah. it all over your face, and then just rinsed your face off really quick? Yeah. And then you're, like, ready to go again, and it was, like, Although, a cool, messy experience? Usually I love to Hashtag just, like, WAM. Yeah. <laughs> usually I like to have the, uh, the, the melon juices dripping down my face so motherfuckers know how I eat that melon, baby. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I love getting melon juice all over my face. It's great. This album is not as enjoyable as melon juice all over my face, I gotta say. I I feel like this is more like blind melon juice all over your face. No! No! I hate that joke. I hate that joke so much. When I was in when I was in uh, my very first band called Sanity Beware, um uh we had a bassist named Garrett who was his favorite band was uh uh Blind Melon. I don't even remember that guy's like full name. I should try to find him on Facebook or something. Cool. Um, anyways, uh, his favorite band was Blind Melon, and we would listen to Blind Melon a lot uh, when I was in his car because he was the only one of us that had a car because I was like 15, mm-hmm. right? Like, why would I have a car? Uh, but he was like 16. He had a car. Which was awesome. But he would always want to listen to fucking Blind Melon. And I remember like I would be like, no. <laughs> This is, this is the point of the story. Okay, we're getting there. Okay. Thanks for bearing with me, Britt. I know. I can see on your face. You're yeah. like, God damn it. This I have to cut all of this rambling out. now. Uh, no, no. Um, so I remember one time we were in his car and we were listening to Blind Melon. <laughs> and I was 15. And I said, hey, man, Blind Melon's pretty cool. But have you ever heard Black Label Society? <laughs> Which, you know what? Neither of us won. So, yeah. uh, this album is... It's peanut butter on my face. Yeah, that's fair. Fuck this. Like, peanut butter is difficult to clean off my face. It's like chunky peanut butter on your face. And it's a pain. Yeah. And, like, it's still gonna... There's still gonna be some of it in my mustache later in the afternoon. And somebody's gonna notice. And it's gonna be weird. Yeah. This yeah, album is, this one, is a thing. This, this one's a real peanut bearder. It's a real peanut... Peanut peanut bearder. Peanut bearder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um all right. Yeah. So cool. We fucking listened to three pikes. That was a whole we thing. We did. That was the three pikes um, this week. Um Brit. Yeah. Would you be willing to go on a journey with me? Always. Where to? The bucket void. Statements from the bucket void. 
fucking here we're fucking at the part of the show this is the show the part the where the things that happen oh my god the youtube comments are really fucking sparse this week so we're gonna i know so so like last week we talked about like how few comments and listens that all the pikes had yeah none of these had less than those Mm -hmm. less than especially like uh, 191, I think. Yeah. But like they came close. They were all at like under 5,000 listens, which is yeah, like not something that happens with the pikes. Definitely. Like a lot of the pikes actually get quite a few listens. Yeah. Like, there's, there's some of them with like 200, 300,000 listens. Plus. Definitely. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Um, so they're pretty sparse out there. Um, and so we're going to talk about some other stuff too, Fair. but, uh, to give an example of like how sparse things are, mm-hmm. um, there one of the like so we've talked a little bit about how on YouTube the there's two main accounts that repost or like post the pikes right. so you can listen to them on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, one humano being humano being and poly poly eight. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, <clears throat> this is the first time I've ever seen a main series pike post from one of those two people. Mm-hmm. That had zero comments on it. Really? And for Pike 194, Mm -hmm. I think, I can't remember which one it was. It was either Poly Poly or uh, Humano Being. But one of those people who posted it, it had zero comments. Wow. And like, I've never seen that. I've never seen zero comments on one of the Pike posts. That that is really, really rare. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's alarming almost. Because I mean, like, Buckethead's community is so involved and like, yeah, you know, you got people like Jordan Vine who can't help but say something about everything. We haven't seen Jordan Vine Vine in forever. Weeks. Weeks. Yeah. It's been a while and I, I really hope we see him again. Me too. I I really do. I hope that he made it through the 31 days till Halloween and like came out the other end and been like, yeah, I still love Buckethead and want to comment all the time. Yeah. Um, my girl wants to comment all the time. Uh, so, On the same uh, uh, same topic of how sparse things are out there, let's give a, an example. Mm-hmm. Um, so, YouTube user Zaryuk uh, says, six years ago, the start of this is pretty inestristing. Yeah, I believe... Yeah, it is inestristing. <laughs> it uh, is. It's not so interesting, but... <laughs> It is an estrusting. An estrusting, yes, yeah. totally. Uh, Juan Humberto Gomez Quirios says five years ago, "Holy shit, my fucking ears!" And All it, caps. It was just like a voice synth mm-hmm. that was distorted. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. This this that one was from a voice from the from the dead forest. I I noted that. I was like, what? <laughs> um, yeah. Um, <laughs> YouTube user Carlos Perez says five years ago, creep as fuck. Sometimes I can't believe those sounds are coming out of a guitar. That's because they weren't. Yeah, the, I mean, not only mm. only one of these albums really had like much guitar on it. Yeah, all. this was not one of those. This was yeah. uh, for I think Pike One Ninety Three, and I was yeah, like, One Ninety Four had guitar. The other, yeah, man, that's not, not really guitar at all. Like, what, what are you yeah. talking about? But I like the I like the expression "creep as fuck." Creep as fuck. I mean, that, it's that's, creep as fuck, that's how bro. Describe uh, Radiohead's first couple albums. <laughs> yeah, definitely creep as fuck. Um, YouTube user Elijah Scott uh, really ruffling the feathers of the conspiracy community. This one, eight months ago, it is rumored, 
Buckethead has done independent contracting for DARPA and spent time at the HARP facility. And we're referring to uh, the, those like an, uh, acronyms there, the yeah, H-A-A-R-P. Mm-hmm. That, uh, so HARP is the atmospheric facility up in Alaska. Yeah, that people have a bunch of like, conspiracies about. Yeah, and I actually, I um, so uh, this guy named Nick Begich wrote a book on it. Um, is that Mark Begich, Begich's, Begich's brother? Oh. I, I, I know his daughter. Nice. Yeah. Mark Begich is a former Alaska, Anchorage, Alaska mayor. And also brief senator. Oh. For one, I think just one term senator. Yeah. Up there. Um, Sorry. Anyways, yeah, but uh, yeah, the it, it's super interesting. So his his theory is that like the United States is like controlling weather and like weaponizing weather in this. Wait, 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 wait. Baggage wrote that. Nick Baggage, yeah. Holy Mark's shit, brother. he's a conspiracy boy. Yeah, definitely. I didn't know so, that. So so the the way he came on my radar, I actually so I briefly met him. Uh, one of my friends, uh, Sam Goodrich, our, our friend, yeah, um, dated his daughter briefly, and I met him through her, but I just like never thought much about it other than he's always Mark Begich's brother, but he's been on coast to coast AM with George Norrie like a dozen times. And I used to listen to a shit ton of that. And I was like, first time I heard it is like Nick Begich. I'm like, that can't be. And then like the more I heard him talk and talk about being Alaska, I'm like, that's fucking, I know that guy. Um, It's wild. Yeah. Total weird dude, but really brilliant. Just weird. Um, you love a weirdo. We we do. We do. We love we, we love do. a weirdo. YouTube user fifty plus Mark Horror says five years ago, awesome inspires me to write to the spawns arisen in the eye of my mind's magician. Okay, that fucks. <laughs> that fucking rules. So, I love that so energy. The, the, I'm super down with it. The. the I'm, I'm sorry, could you read the second half of that again? Uh, absolutely. Inspires me to write to the spawns arisen in the eye of my mind's magician. The spawns arisen in the eye of my mind's magician <laughs> is a it's... Dan Swano album that he has not yet released. Oh my god! It's, it, is. <laughs> it is! It is! It is! That's... Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, I can imagine. That's actually a really good point. Yeah. To the spawns arisen in the eye of my mind, magician. I'd say either, Dude, that, yes, either that or absolutely. like an early uh, solo Isan album. Dude, like that's an Edge of Sanity song. That yeah, is a definitely. fucking Edge of Dude, definitely. that's actually a tight lyric. We should write a song around that. <laughs> the, the spawns arisen in the eye of my mind's magician. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean I love that even in this sparse state we can still find still find, find gold, joy. gold in gold. them their hills. There there there's there always are. gold in them their hills. I yeah. know this. And I I I uh oh what the fuck is the word? The word for when you're checking out a a place to see if it has gold uh prospect. And prospecting. no, it's not prospecting. There's another word for it. I don't remember. Mm. Um somebody listening to this knows email me about it um (laughs) youtube user big chungas 420 definitely a funny man (laughs) funny funny man who likes funny jokes so not chungus chungas oh c-h-u-n-g-a-s okay so what i am taking about taking from this is big chungas them sound like titties to me. Tig old bitties. So big titty 420, basically. Yeah. Pretty tight. Gotta say. I mean, what's wrong with that? 
nothing wrong with that. We like weed and big big titties. Both are fun things. Yeah. Uh, their comment, not very interesting, but relevant in the sense that it came four days ago. Hmm. Somebody else is listening to these at the same time we are, which is wild. Anyways, they just say, I search random numbers with Buckethead's name, and the music never disappoints me. Interesting. We're Which is interesting because, like, I don't know. That seems like it would disappoint me sometimes. Yeah, but like but not all the time. Why, why don't you just listen to albums that people like recommend? But that would be like fun to do, like a bucket of random number generator. That would be interesting. It's yeah, just, like, maybe that's what we'll have to do once we run out of bikes to listen to. Maybe we shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, mm. maybe we shouldn't. Um, okay, so uh, in in the search for content this week, mm-hmm. <laughs> we're gonna go back to an old well of joy, and that is. <laughs> back, to, back to the shit bucket. <laughs> the, the shit, shit bucket, bucket void. Back to the shit bucket void. Um, that is, of course, of course, the Camco toilet seat with lid and leak-proof ba- waste bags transforms standard five-gallon buckets into a portable toilet great for camping, hiking, hunting, and more. 41546 at Amazon.com for $16.57 with fast free shipping with Amazon uh, Prime. Yeah. You save $4.11. That's 20%, Brad. That's, that's the 411, baby. That's the 411. That's the 411. Bush did 411. <laughs> um, anyways, there's some great things that happened because of this shit bucket. We're going to start with the question and answers. Uh, it doesn't say who asks these questions, so I'll just... Yes, it does. It doesn't. Bob. Bob. No, no, no. Bob is the responder. Oh. Bob responded to the questions. The question's up here at the top. Bob responded, though. So, question is, dose it work with a Home Depot busket? That's a, that's a great question. This has four upvotes, by the way. And that it was the most upvotes of any of the questions. Okay. And the, Bob responded, it fits on the Home Depot bucket I, I have. Bob. Thanks, Bob. Uh, Bob. Moving on. Question. What is the recommended weight capacity? And Tom D responds, five turds and a toast off. Give or take a heavy lunch. (laughs) (laughs) A toast off? Do you think that means jerking off into into the bucket? Yeah, does he mean a toss off? Well, is that that what that means? Like you're jerking off into the Tossing one off. He's jerking off on top of, of the, the, the pile of shit he just laid down. You know what? He's probably jerking off to the shit he just laid down. Okay, okay. We need to, like, really do break you, this down. Do you think Brit, he Brit. laid such, like, a nice, soft stool that he's like, damn, I gotta jerk off to this and honor it. <laughs> That's <laughs> fucked up. Yeah, it is. Or rate my poo <laughs> rate subscriber. My, yeah, there's some uh, real tool energy there. That is some, some real some, well, some real Shatteralis so, energy there. <laughs> So so I screenshotted this because like this was the one that convinced me that this was a good idea to do. Mm-hmm. Uh because I like I looked at this and like this okay. This man is literally saying, like, he bought a bucket, a five gallon bucket from Home Depot, bought this lid that goes onto it that makes it into a toilet that comes with a bag, then he shit into this five turds. Mm-hmm. Shit five turds into this. Yeah. Jerked off into it uh-huh. and then said, that's all the bag can handle. 
and then replace the bag to presumably, I guess, shit and jerk off into it again? What the fuck is happening, Brent? Well, I mean, like, he wants each individual bag to be, like, kind of its own, like, of-the-day essence. And so, like, (laughs) in order to categorize them and to, like, actually catalog them, he needs to be able to do it just once per day. Otherwise, like, he gets into, like, you know, like, uh, Tuesday the 13th Part 2 and stuff like that. And, like, that's just a little too much. Wait, you're saying, like, making two bags. So you got, like, maybe six turds in one and then, like, two turds and a cum in the other. Yeah, no, no, you got to – it's just one per day. You got to just fill it up with all that you're going to fill it up with. So you're talking, like, maybe, like, one shit a day and then you jerk off into it. Theoretically, unless you have, like, too much fiber or too much food, you know. Okay, okay. You're only supposed to really shit one (laughs) or two a day. Do you think, think like, he, like, jerked off right after or do you think he, like, closed the lid – Left the bucket, came back later, and oh, jerked no, off no. into he, it. He was jerking off while he was taking a shit. Dude, who does that? Have you ever tried? <laughs> you made a facial reaction. I did. But, but I don't know what that means. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> um, into the reviews now. Shannon C says, Horrible bags, one star. Horrible bags in product. Went to empty this and it burst all over my daughter. <laughs> what? Okay, I need. To, uh, where? Where were you emptying it that it burst all over? Like, was your daughter like sitting on the toilet and you're like, "Move! I need to empty this bag." And she's like, "Mom, I'm taking a shit." And she's like, "Fine. If you're not gonna move, I'm just gonna dump all the shit all over you, bitch." And then the bag like bro- broke apart and went all over. I'm confused. I'm very confused by this. Yeah, at the same time, I'd really like to see the video footage. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah sure I'd like great. to see exactly how this happened and definitely not jerk off to it. Definitely. <laughs> definitely not. No, we need to know where this is. That's horrible. But it's, tell it's us where it is. It's for science, not for pleasure. Yeah, okay? we need to know. We need to, we need to find out. Yeah. Um, one question here is simply use on boat? <laughs> question mark. Answer yes. Uh, Regina M. says, I guess you could. I bought it for our pontoon, and it's great. Yeah, her pontoon <laughs> and her poon, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Her poon do be using that. So here's the one thing that I found I know, fascinating I know, about I know, this. I know that pussy be pissing. Oh, yeah. I know that p- pussy be pissing. In the in the bucket. Oh, yeah. yeah. In the bucket void, baby. <laughs> you know what's actually amazing is in the question and answers for this, like, shit bucket. Mm-hmm. So many people asked, can you use this on a boat? Which I'm like, how is that a question? Like, why would you not be able to use a shit bucket on a boat? Like, what what the fuck is happening? Like, why is that a question? Am I dumb? Like, am I the the dummy? I don't I don't get it. They know something you don't, Spencer. I mean, here's the I, thing. Like, here's it, the thing. It, Spencer. Like, like, what is the difference between a boat and land? Like the boat is just so land that's when, in the water. Like, when, <laughs> let me let, let me ask you a question here, Spencer. When was the last time you took a shit in a bucket on a boat? <laughs> never. I've never done that. Okay, I've never so, had the honor. So, so, do you think you know everything there is to know about taking a shit in a bucket on a boat? No. So, so what makes you think you know better than these people? <laughs> so. Checkmate, motherfucker. Okay, well, the only... The only <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. I just, uh, uh, yeah, facts don't care about your feelings, Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, is, this is truth and logic hour over here. Um, that, 
Yes, it is. Uh, so, we're, lastly, but, but certainly not least, at least as far as the shit bucket stuff goes, we're gonna we're gonna shine a spotlight on a special user named TVOic, who. <laughs> Who's who the, probably the only downvoted person on all of Amazon <laughs> uh, reviews. Well, let's just say that they've been downvoted multiple times. Um, and there's a question here. When will it be back in stock? And TV Hulk responds, Never at the rate I destroy these things with my massive turds. Dude, that dude is so cool, honestly. Uh, so I thought he was cool. And then, Uh-oh. again, question... Why you have two in stock and you postponed my order till September. My order was for today and it was delayed till September and I had to cancel it? TV Hoek responds, Likely because I have been destroying these with my massive turds. They can't keep up with my order either. <laughs> I thought he was... No, that makes him rule way more. I know, exactly. That like, just reinforces no, no, how cool he is. That's what I was saying. I thought he was cool, and now I know he's a god. Yeah, yeah. Legend in the scene. TV Hoek, like, clearly. Le- legend in the shitting in a bucket on a boat scene, <laughs> which which I just like to call noise noise music. Oh, yeah. Whoa. So I've seen noise dudes where they, like, scream into a toilet. <laughs> before but i've never seen noise dudes that generate noise based off of like bowel movements and so so that's that's pretty extreme you know how there was the um the the band i talked about that like used a like theremin that was based on body heat and electricity Uh uh-huh i'm sure you can rig a theremin to like respond to like the amount of weight or like heat in your poop Oh yeah, and that's what I'm talking about. Like, put a theremin at the bottom of one of these buckets. I mean, you could also do. A, you could also. <clears throat> Bridget, I'm gonna lay something on you really heavy. Oh. You know what you could do? You get one of these shit buckets, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a five gallon bucket with a, like a thing on top, and you could attach a bunch of contact mics to the outside of it, sure. and then run those through a bunch of distortion pedals, mm-hmm. and then you could literally go on stage and take a shit into the bucket, and then oh, and then a, a looper, obviously. So yeah, then, yeah. and then you loop the noise that you generate from taking a shit into a bucket on stage. Mm-hmm. You could do that. Brit, society can't hold you back. You can do that, and that's cool. And I, I support that. Um, speaking of supporting that, we're actually going to showcase some voicemails that we have. Like oh we boy. have we, voicemails, and we, we never to, talk about them. Yeah, we haven't listened to a voicemail in a while, even though we ask like every other episode. And we like, say, "Hey, leave us a voicemail." But, and they do sometimes. So yeah, they really yeah, do. Let's take a look at them. I don't think we can really look at sound, but if you insist. Hey, this is Dan, the uh, Rat Pedal Guy. Dan Morrison. I am calling to talk about Lost. Um, you guys are saying that the last season is the only thing bad about it. and I would contend that everything after the first half of season three sucks. Yeah. But I love your podcast so Aww. much, and I'm so glad that you guys do it. You have been a bright spot in 2021. Aww. My two bright spots are get it. Engaged in this podcast. Oh, wow, it's what? been a slow year. So <laughs> uh, thank you so much for what you do, and I hope to see you out there sometime in Seattle, uh, where you guys all wear Columbia and drive Volvos, as opposed to Portland, where I live, where we wear Columbia and drive lightly older <laughs> Volvos. So thanks for doing what you do. Love you guys. Thanks, so, Tommy. Thank you that. so much, Dan Morrison. Uh, thanks, buddy. Quick correction: uh, We wear Patagonia and Arcturus North, North Face and North Face. North here. Face, yeah. Columbia is a little too basic, bitch, for yeah, us. A little too. Actually, basic, maybe sorry. not basic, bitch, enough. 
Uh, I'm yeah, not maybe, sure how it maybe goes. not. Yeah, yeah. I'm not actually sure the scaling on that yeah. one. Yeah, that might be difficult. Yeah, but you're definitely right about the definitely. newer Volvos. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, yeah, great, great to hear from you. Um, we love that. Yeah, wait, uh, I, I like. So no, so I get actually, it. I get, I, I get the last. I, 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 I totally it. do agree with that. Except Jeff Fahey is amazing Fahey. in seasons three and four. Fahey, just so good, dude. Jeff Fahey. And so, and so honestly, I'd, I'd say personally, after season four. I don't really like anything that much. So I like seasons four and five. And then like, here's the thing. I think that those are probably my favorite seasons of lost mm-hmm. and what well, they are as of right now, but I, it's been a long time since I've watched lost. So mm-hmm. it's hard to say, but I like those seasons because it felt to me and like, this is admittedly my own take on it, but it felt to me like as a viewer of that show, Especially because I came in a little late on that show, and so I watched mm-hmm. it all like after oh, yeah. it had aired. You, you binged, so I okay. b- basically binged it all, and it felt to me at that point was like season three. It felt like they were running out of ideas, and right. then see like at the end of season three, and then like cause that that whole thing where like Jack has to do surgery on Ben, and it's like all this like weird yeah. shit, and like yeah. I felt like season four it just started off with like much more exciting and interesting storytelling. And season four was like the short season. That was the really short well, one. Was that the one where they discover the village with like mm-hmm. Benin or was that? No, that was three? season two or three. I think it was, it was season three. three yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, the village. Right. Yeah, actually, the village where ben uh, lived and shit. Yeah. That yeah, actually, I think that the, the village is actually season five. What's I don't it? know. I don't remember, man. It's been a long time since like I watched The, the helicopter comes in in three, right? With Jeff Fahey and like the weird math dude and all that shit. Right, it's been a long. time. It's been a fucking yeah, long time, man. Yeah. Maybe we got to do a lost podcast. I don't know. Whew. Wow, let's not actually do that. Uh, anyways, t- anyways, I like those seasons because season four felt like it was really strong in storytelling, and then season five is a time travel season, and yes, I'm always true. a sucker for time travel. I'm sorry, I'm a basic bitch. Like I'm a basic sci-fi bitch. I love fucking. Back to the Future Two is my favorite Back to the Future movie. Like it's, it's the best one. It's the best one. And it's so like, good, arguably. But it's like it, ah, I just I I love time travel. It's fucking tight, and that's why. I, and I thought that season five, at least when I watched it, I thought it did a really good. It told a really good time travel story, and I thought Fair. that that was fun. Fair. Um, so that's my defense of that. But also, you can hate it. That's cool. Yeah, <laughs> totally, totally valid opinion. It completely like, valid. It's not an unimpeachable show. They obviously made some huge mistakes with the show. Tremendous mistakes. Like, it is an immensely and flawed on, experience. Yeah, and, on, and so much of me wonders if J.J. Abrams would have stayed on as the showrunner past the first season, if it really would have succeeded or not. Oh, speaking of which, like oh. one of the dudes that worked on seasons four and I think season five is a, is a comic book writer that I really like. Interesting. Let's see what the, another thing and whose name I'm is, escapes me right now is the guy that wrote uh, Saga. That oh, guy. Saga's great. But, well, that I don't, I don't know. He, he was what? a. He, I think he was. Uh, he was not the showrunner in Lost, but he was like one of the. He was a writer. So, so Saga is one of those things. I am incredibly surprised has not been adapted at this point. Yeah, because right. it's one of the best like sci-fi graphic novels it's, out it's, there. It's like it's, it's so a really good. incredible story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyways, moving on. Yeah, well, we got another message. Let's we listen. do. What's up, uh, Bucket? Yeah. Bucket cast. Bucket cast. Burger Wolf. Burger Wolf. Um, I was calling because I've been meaning to call for a while, and I was thinking about. You guys, and I was thinking about Buckethead, and now I'm thinking this Buckethead have a yeah, Christmas song, and then I I googled it instead of waiting to find out from you guys, but I guess he does, and it's 
they have a whole that's Christmas right. album that's okay. not till yeah, like 219 yep. and it's a shame yeah. you guys aren't going to hit that till like way after Christmas but um the comments are oh, pretty yeah. good people are pretty excited about Christmas Buckethead alright um thanks that's all I got for yeah, that's, that's actually really Bye. exciting it's, it's really good to look forward to, to Buckethead Christmas album that's going to be super cool yeah yeah although we're going to be doing it in like March yeah Yep. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Uh, so, but it, that's okay. We can have Christmas in March. Why don't we do a Christmas themed uh, stream know, for we, that one? Yeah, we've we've had a Halloween in Christmas, so let's do Christmas in uh, Easter. or yeah, whatever. Why not? Like, uh, um, we'll we'll wear we'll wear Santa hats. You know, and you, let's, it'll be great. let's have a celebration for the birth of Jesus <gasps> when on, on the celebration of the death for Jesus. I love that so much because Easter is always on a Sunday, so uh-huh. we got we to release it on a Sunday anyway. Perfect. Perfect. The day of our Lord. The day of i mean the day of our lord buckethead where we release the buckethead podcast yeah absolutely every sunday for those who don't know and if you don't know by now fuck you (laughs) (laughs) so a little bit more housekeeping here we're going to do two more messages um the first one is a cut message from our album of the year podcast that i think uh it works better here yeah uh i'm guessing this is going to be orion's yeah yeah there's a space lizard in space and the only good album ever released was the song It's Raining Men by The Weather Girls. Also, Tool sucks. I love you guys. Bye. <laughs> I mean, we love you too. Thank you. Mo- mostly agreed. Mo- yeah. Mo- more, more so agreed on the Tool sucks. Yeah, but, for sure. For uh, sure. It's Raining Men is an incredible banger. Yeah, it's pretty of good. A gay anthem. It's for gay people. Some people think it might be for straight women because, like, women sing it. Those people are wrong. Yeah. It's it's for gay people. Mm hmm. It's ours. Don't take it. Hands off, bitch. <laughs> it's, a, it's a banger song, though. It is. It's great. It's raining men. Hallelujah. It's raining men. Like, Super fun. It's so fun to dance to. Like, yeah. I mean, every every queer club goes off the fucking rails when they play that shit. And so they only usually play it like once a night because otherwise shit will get way too fucked. Yeah, that's true. Like, that's a really good point. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, one more. Like the only thing gayer is um, like the uh, the the trumpet. Uh, sorry, trombone solo in "I Will Survive." <laughs> oh yeah, it does have a trombone solo. Because trombone solos are the gayest yeah. thing you can possibly do music. I mean, like playing the trombone is pretty gay because you're like jerking it off. Well, the yeah, because that's you know? why they call it like the rusty trombone when you're eating exactly. ass while like giving a jerk <laughs> off, which is like a very gay thing to do. That's what, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a fun gay thing to do that mm-hmm. every gay person should do. Cause like if you've never like had like yourself being jerked off while someone's eating your butthole, like it's, it's awesome. It's like mm-hmm. all kinds of sensations and it's something that makes you go, <laughs> You That's so, that was weird. You don't you, you don't need to do that on this podcast. That's okay. Speaking of things you don't need to do on this podcast, we actually have a voicemail about that. Oh yeah, I, I know exactly what this is calling me out on. Y'all, I'm listening to the most recent episode. And I just kind of just to make sure that you tell Britain he cannot. No, don't do the young boner thing. <laughs> That's all. I'll, I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. So, so I don't do the young boner thing. I just point out that young boners <laughs> are important and special. I personally, we don't need to, I it's personally okay. do not want to touch them or be near them. I just want to point out that uh, they are a very formative 
and transformative part of every boner having person's life. Okay. Uh, can, can you, you can't disagree. You've had some boners that have shaped your personality and your life trajectory. Sure. Have you not? Yeah. We all absolutely. have. Yeah. We have all had some boners that changed some transformative boners fundamentally some, um, in the core of our being, the core of our boners, the core yeah. of our kinks really. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. It's like, I mean, a lot of people like discount the fact that like we are as people, sexual human beings in that our only point as people is to continue the human race, which is fundamentally based on fucking. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And so if you don't fuck, you're not contributing to the human race. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so. Don't this don't fuck your boners. Like, do not the weirdest longest rant. Shut up! Like, don't fuck! I, don't I, don't don't touch young boners. You know what? I Just know, know that bad. What? I, I I like zoned out while you were talking and started thinking about something else, and then I was like, wait a minute, you're still talking, and then I was like, what, what, Brit, like, what, come what, on, what, what would you start thinking about while I was talking about young boners, Spencer? Dude, I'm trying to remember. Like, it was so <sighs> something diff better than this. I don't know. Yeah, young boners. They're they're important, man. They are important and they are transformative. Mm -hmm. And I'd love to not do the young boners <laughs> thing, quote unquote. God damn it, however, Brent, shut up. If we're living in the real world and talking about real things, and real boners, we need to shine erections. a light. Thick. We need to shine a metaphorical Erections. light, not an actual light, because I don't want to see We're them or be shine around an them. Actual spotlight on we will these not, young boners. We cannot shine an actual spotlight on a young boner because that's very illegal. Especially if we're doing it in public, we're like both the, on a list. Like you're, you're, all, you're only ever concerned with the legality of things, Brit. You, you know, no, no, no. Know, I, like, I am, we were talking about first, we talked about looking at looking at porn no, no, in the listen, library. No, I, I am first and <clears> foremost <throat> concerned with the spirituality of things, unless they are impeded upon by the legality of things. So, so that's why I'm saying, please understand <laughs> the importance of young boners, but, <laughs> but not physically ever. Uh -huh. Not verbally ever, unless you're doing a podcast about it where you can give a lot of context and edit it into a way that doesn't necessarily make you sound like a sex offender. All right. Moving on. <laughs> yes. Moving on. If you would like to leave us a voicemail to have this kind of train wreck conversation around <laughs> in the future, you can do that. Uh, you can call this us a, at... This is a real derailment of Young Boners right here. It's uh, Young Boner Amtrak, which is actually the, uh, the Amtrak that... That Joe Biden used what is to ride happening? home. Why are you, home every why day. Are you hijacking this to talk about boners more? It's about me. <laughs> this message is about me entirely. You're, you're having a moment. <laughs> you're having a moment. You're trying to hijack my young boner conversation. Well, if you'd like to be a part of something like this, you can do that by calling us at 425 310 Two four one six. Once again, that's two. Sorry, four two five three one zero two four one six. Hey Spencer. Yeah. Is that the bucket void? Uh. I mean, it can be, but I I have, have one more. Okay, well, hit us with one more. Then. It's a Britain void. Oh boy. Uh, I just found this. I think it's good. Stay. Yeah. Yeah.
On February 26th, 2018, at 7.08 p.m., you texted me and said, quote, So, some old Belgian dude just came through my line with an Archspire hoodie on, and I had a 10-minute conversation with him about how he got their car fixed and about thy art is murder. Weird. And then later on, like a weirdly long amount of time later, 7.20 p.m., he also said he was wearing, he was also wearing cannibal corpse sweatpants and a Nile shirt. Had to be at least 55. Hashtag old goals. Yeah. So what was that guy's (laughs) name? I want to say his name was Tomas. This dude was a regular customer of mine at a, a customer of mine at a grocery, excuse me, a grocery store like a really high class grocery store. And he, um, he lived like three months out of the year in Belgium and then the rest of the year over here. And I, he worked like in the tech industry somehow, but when he was in Belgium, what his gig was, mm. was he, uh, he set up tours for like doom metal bands. <laughs> and so there was actually, um, a, uh, a tour that both Monty and Andrew played on a uh, former guest of ours yeah. that he set up. Interesting. Yeah, for some like way bigger doom metal band from Europe. Um, uh, but Conan, maybe? Maybe. He, 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 I mean, he set up a bunch of stuff, but like uh, we talked about this. After this, he came in like the next day and he mm. just handed me a fat stack of like doom metal, black metal, and death metal uh, CDs. Just yeah. like eight of them. Yeah. And I still have them and they're awesome. Like he, he introduced me to some sick bands. I don't remember which, but like the rules. Yeah. The dude is like one of the coolest motherfuckers I've ever met working in a grocery store. That rocks. And fucking big ups to that guy. Big ups. Like, I mean, cause obviously, you know, arranging and setting up tours for doom metal bands can't be lucrative. Like he can't be making nearly as much no. money as he is on his tech job doing that. But he just does that for the passion. And I that, think that fucking, fucking rules. rules. Yeah, right? Yeah, hell yeah. Hell yeah. I like that we were both just like, yeah, that fucking rules. Yeah, no, that, that dude yeah. is so fucking cool. I I hope I see him someday again. Hell yeah. Well, that's all I got. Dating men's from the fucking Spencer, what do you got to recommend to me this week? Oh, dude, I got a really embarrassing one. Uh-huh. What's that? Oh, man. Okay, well, I have two. The first recommendation is for you uh-huh. when you're editing this episode. Okay. Let it be a little long. Okay. Just let it be a little long. It's the end of the year. We're okay. celebrating. We're, okay. we're talking for a long time about cool. things. I'll, I'll only cut out my mistakes then. <laughs> uh <laughs> that that sounds great. Uh, no, no, for reals though. I, my, I, I have one recommendation, and so. I cannot believe I cannot believe I'm recommending this. Yeah. But I have encountered a certain piece of media recently that has been a bit engrossing. I have become incredibly engrossed in a certain piece of media, and Neon Genesis Evangelion. It is not. Well, <laughs> it is not that. No. Um, that's a great question, uh, or this great suggestion. Um. Uh, this is embarrassing for me. I'm on record. I don't like anime shit. I don't mm-hmm. I don't yeah. dig it. But I I am absolutely enthralled mm-hmm. 
by 20 uh by i think it was released last year i'm not sure but by the uh the final fantasy 7 remake oh yeah Final Fantasy VII Remake's awesome, dude. So I've been yeah. playing that game. I'm currently about 20 hours into it. Yeah. And no, I mean, it's 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 honestly oddly... Bro, you're of, taking over my recommendation. Yeah. Hold on. Fine. Let me state my case. Yeah. And I got you. Check this out. <clears throat> I gave it a shot. Even mm-hmm. though, look, I've played Final Fantasy games before. Yeah. They've been okay. I kind of like Final Fantasy X, but like... <clears throat> I'm not a huge fan. I didn't get super into it. That's fine. But here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I gave this a shot, and it's really good. It is a very well-designed game, and yeah, it's super it fun, and it's super engaging. Mm-hmm. And even, like, the dumb anime bullshit is, like, tolerable because the music is in fucking credible yeah. yeah. Every different area has a new theme, and it's, dude. like, a seven-minute song that's dude. incredible. And, like, dude. it's, like, dude, it, it is, like unbelievable like the level of like money that mm. must have been put into this it, it looks I mean, it looks and sounds and feels so expensive mm-hmm. yes. it's, it's like it is it is a, a feast for the senses so it is wonderful one thing i would highly 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 recommend to you is just listening to after final fantasy 12 uh, uh 12 13 14 and 15 have the craziest soundtracks ever in that the music it, is so it, amazing. Like especially 14 and 15, both of those soundtracks have like 80 to a hundred songs yeah, on them. And they're all nuts. incredible. It's, yeah. They're like, all super lush and they're all done by yeah. the same composer. One Crazy. guy doing all of which blows me the fuck away. Yeah. Like the, the soundtrack for the seven remake is just like so immense. Mm-hmm. And like, it really adds a level of richness to the experience. Like, yeah. That's one thing that I feel like Western games like really don't often nail in the same way mm-hmm. is the sense that like is the breadth of music. Like there, I'm not saying that music in Western games is bad. It's not. It's great. Mm-hmm. But there's usually less music, less themes than than like Japanese games, especially yeah. like the expensive end of like Japanese games. Yes. And. I just think that that's an interesting thing to focus on. And, like, it's really impressive. Like, it's a really, like, impressive and unique and cool thing. And, like, mm-hmm. I've really enjoyed playing that game. But the, the music specifically has been the thing that's, like, really blown my mind. Yeah, the music's great. I mean, I, I really love the whole fight system on there. It's incredible. Um, what, Wait, have you played it? How much have you played of it? I, I haven't played the remake. I played the last remake that they made, like uh, the remaster that they did like three years ago. The the first time they added the uh, the skip forward feature, which was really cool. Oh, you- so so this is an actual remake. They've done a remaster before, okay. where they added a bunch of features that are on the new one too. And I played that one when it came out. Well, it must have been the, like four the, years the remake ago. you realize is a yeah. totally different game. It has yeah. nothing to do with the original Final Fantasy VII, like other than the same characters. But it's well, like it has it's like a totally the exact same story. It, no, it does not. It's it's still like eco terrorism against a corporation. Yes, but yeah, it's, it's like it's very like it's very it's, like it's, it's a ba- different game. It's basically the same story though. Well, like, well yes, yeah. It, yeah, basically the same story, but it's a no, very different. Yeah, it's a different I, game. Yeah, I know. And so and so actually. Um, the remaster that they did, they retooled a lot of things and like changed the gameplay in fundamental oh. ways that made it really cool. And I guess based on that and the success of that, they decided, hey, let's just remake the fucking whole thing. It's a huge cash cow. But yeah. I will say, uh, Final Fantasy VII, I believe, is the last Final Fantasy that had a good storyline. 
Well, so hold on a second. Yeah. Like this, what I'm saying about the remake does not apply to the original. This is not a remaster of the original. It's a, right. like a totally different game. Right. Like but it's it's like I mean it's still like because like I've played yeah. the original Final Fantasy VII and I do not like that game. Interesting. Like I I did not enjoy that game at did all. You, did you play the remaster? So I played I played the the PlayStation One original. Okay. No. Um. So the remaster. One thing that's amazing about it, obviously, it ups- updates the graphics a ton, and it actually like removes some of the things that people didn't like. But like one of its strongest points is it has like a uh, a faster feature where you can make the game go like four to six times as fast, and so you basically get to skip all of the so just like basically running emu- around emulator every shit. place. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah that, I mean, that helps a lot. It does. Like so, when I played, um, I played through uh, a couple of the Pokemon games from Game Boy. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a few years back, I played them on my phone actually, and I, I played through blue version and uh, 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 silver version, mm-hmm. and uh, but I played them all in four X speed, and that was so much more fun. Like right. because that game's like a lot of grindy shit, but like when you can get through it quickly, like it's actually like fun, and, and yeah. like your brain can do it faster. Mm-hmm. So like just having the game be able to do it faster. I was playing it in, in an emulator that allowed me to do that. And like sure. it really made the game like way more fun. Like that, yeah. that really like helps the, the experience. Yeah. So like I definitely understand what you're saying. That being said though, the the remake is a, like a totally different thing. It has like a uh, real time fighting. So like the, the combat system is in real time. Well, yeah, it's actually yeah. like a hybrid of like real time yeah, and, yeah. and turn based. It's more and it's action like, RPG than than yeah. But like, and and I I really like it. Like I think it's really well designed and like it's pretty it's pretty fun. And it's like and like the standard difficulty. I just played it on the standard difficulty mm-hmm. is is like really well balanced. I think it's like a good balance of like it's a little difficult in like certain battles, but it's not like too hard. But it's also like not too easy. It's like you still have to think about what you're doing, and uh, like it feels really good. It feels really well made, and I've I, like I'm I cannot believe I'm recommending a Final Fantasy game because like I can as if you know me, I don't fucking like Final Fantasy. Like yeah, I do I'm, not. You, I, you, and I also don't like anime stuff. Yeah, but, you, like you think weeb shit is dumb, but you're a fucking dork. So like, that's true. You're gonna I would never enjoy deny some that. weeb shit that like fits your interests wholly. That's true. Like and if they if they made a an anime about like death metal musicians or something, you'd probably watch it. I don't think I would watch that. I think you would. I don't think I would. I bet you would. I don't think I would. All right. We'll All see. right. Whatever. We'll see. Yeah. I'll, I'll Brent, make it. What you got to recommend me? Uh, the Witcher season two. I mean, the Witcher okay. seasons one and two. It's uh, the best fantasy. Bro. It's the best fantasy thing I've watched <sighs> since Lord of the Rings extended editions. It's so good. It's the, I mean, the production's incredible. Henry Cavill is, Geralt is the most perfect cap- casting decision that's ever happened. He is he brings more to the role than the video games ever did. And I, I feel like the world, the world building they do is actually, even though the, the game is incredibly dense and like you can pull out, pull it out to be like a 300 hour game. Like there's so much in that game. Mm-hmm. I feel like the world building they do in the show is more lush than that and gives you a much better sense of the world in which they exist and why they have to exist in the ways that they do. It okay. is nice. incredible fantasy world building like on a level that I I feel personally is better than like um, Game of Thrones ever did. That's rad, dude. Yeah, it's so good. That's Highly, awesome, I, man. And also, also is a, a final note. Uh, Henry Cavill, I think, is the only guy I would ever let top me at mm. this point. Nice, but only as Geralt. 
Nice, nice. <laughs> Not as yeah. like Superman. I wouldn't yeah, let him like, fuck my ass like, as Superman. Don't, like, don't, don't, don't take no. the don't take the costume off. Like no, no, no. no. no I top him if he was in the Superman costume. But, yeah, yeah, for sure, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. Like, yeah, I hated him as Superman, but like, I I do like him as an actor. I think he's good. I, he's great. I don't think he was great as Superman. I mean, he was he, he's an, he was in a bad movie though, yeah. so like I, I mean, can't he, really blame yeah, him. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, he, I think he's a, he didn't have any control over that, but apparently he has a lot of creative control over this show. And all of the decisions, because he's a huge fan of the novels, and uh, mm. and like he he just plays it so well. I I, I think I, it's great. like so. I I've only watched five season or five episodes of the first season mm-hmm. of that show, and like I do like him a lot. Like yeah. I think his performance is great. Mm-hmm. It's definitely like likable. But I dude, I cannot get into the show. It's so boring. Like I I, I okay. Two yeah. things about two things about the first five episodes of the first season. I know that's incredibly limited. That is super about. limited. But like, here's the thing. Two things. Mm-hmm. Firstly, um, I've been very bored by most of it. But the the one storyline I thought was really cool was like uh, Hunchback Girl. Yeah. Oh and, yeah, yeah. She but she plays a huge. Here's the story. thing. Here's yeah. the thing. Mm-hmm. She was way hotter as a hunchback, and when she became like regular looking, it's way more boring. I li- I thought she was way hotter as a hunchback, honestly. And it, and like I'm really like I really don't like the show very much once she like is not a hunchback anymore. And like I don't know, I think it's super boring. I've tried really hard to watch it, but like every time I watch it, I like watch it for like 20 minutes, and then I just get on my phone, and then I'm like, man, I. Sh- I can't, and then I rewatch the first twenty minutes again, so, and then so like, it's uh, a, yeah, it sounds like you're like getting, you have too much ADHD to follow the show. Well, I don't have that problem with other shows. It's just like this one, I think, is really boring. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm gonna keep trying at it. I'm gonna keep trying. I, I'm you not should, hating because it's. It, I believe it, you. It gets progressively you. better and better. Like okay, it's, it's just a, it's a good ass show. Straight, All right, straight ass, up, ass show. Great, great show. And I mean, you know, look at the ratings for it. It's it is the best rated. Oh yeah, I mean, like, I believe you. Like, I'm show not... since the like the first five seasons of uh, of Game of Thrones. Like, it is universally heralded as good, and it's good. Like, oh no, I mean, yeah. I believe that. I'm not saying it's bad. It doesn't feel like it's like bad or anything. It's just yeah. like it's struggled to hold my interest. That's but fine. we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm gonna stick with it. All right. It's time for my favorite part of the show, Britt. Bucket joke. Bucket joke. Bucket joke. I don't know who this Evan guy is, but a whole bunch of weebs seem to like him. Have you heard of this guy? No. Uh Evan Evangelion? <laughs> <laughs> it's a joke that works even on me. Good job. Cormac McCarthy walks into a bar and orders a shot. After checking his ID, the bartender says, Holy shit, I love your writing. You know, because you wrote my favorite novel, Blood Meridian, this drink is on me. Well, thanks, says McCarthy. In that case, could I get a beer and one for the road? <laughs> <laughs> the wow. I wasn't sure where you were going to take that. And I, I got to say, I didn't expect where you did, where you yeah. took it. I liked it. That was good. Uh, why did the wise guy refuse to fix the electronics on his boss's car? <laughs> I don't know. Well, he was given an offer. He couldn't refuse. Uh. <laughs> uh. 
How is spelling uh, Mississippi like a tool concert? Uh, oh, no. Well, because there's PP right near the end. <laughs> That's a better joke than I expected. Um, uh, I love it. When you think about it, the best escape rooms are run b- by the United States prison system. <laughs> Loved it. How does, how does a little person say hello? How? A microwave. <laughs> Why does that take me a while? I don't know. <laughs> what, what do you call the solid vaginal discharge uh-huh. that comes out of famed actress Reese Witherspoon's pussy? <laughs> what? Reese's pieces. Um, cool. That's, wh- that's pretty cool. Why could Ensign Harry Kim never get promoted <laughs> while on the ship of Voyager? Oh, that's a great question. Why not? Well, because it was an internship. <laughs> oh, um, poor, poor Harry Kim. So I was driving. I was on the East Coast a little while ago, and I was driving on the highway through Washington, D.C., mm-hmm. and I saw a sign that said, uh, White House Keep a Right. And I was like, uh, you don't have to tell them twice. <laughs> wow. Um, wow. <laughs> uh, I don't have all the time uh, I need to take all of the pictures of locomotives that I want to. So I hired a personal trainer. <laughs> um, guess who's back in the atmosphere? Drops of Jupiter. Shut up. <laughs> the only part. Uh, sorry, the only hard part about working for yourself is the boss is an asshole. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I, uh, but, but yeah, yeah. When I when I do work for myself, I, mm, I'm a big piece of shit. Yeah. So I, I uh, went on a date the other day with a uh, first time with a, a deaf and blind girl. Blind melon? No, just deaf and blind girl like Helen Keller. Yeah. Uh, thankfully, uh, my herpes sores spell harder in Braille. Two cannibals are eating Pete Davidson. One turns to the other and asks, does this taste funny to you? And the other says, no, it doesn't. (laughs) Not at all. (laughs) 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 Oh, hey, we did it. We're here. We fucking did it. We're here. We made it to the end of the show. Britt, where can we follow you on the internet? You can find me at Dog Vorbis on most socials or uh, just uh, hit us up at a bucket cast, uh, like on anything, and uh, say hello. Uh, yeah. To start a conversation. Say what you like about the show or what you hate about Spencer. Not me. That'll <laughs> hurt my feelings. I can deal with Spencer hate, though. Yeah, yeah, that's chill. Like, don't show me that. I don't need that no, shit. It's, uh, yeah. I, like, my mental health probably can't handle it, that's so fine. it's fine. I, I, I shield you from all the, the numerous hate mails we get about <laughs> you, Spencer. I'm sure. I'm sure. It's like, why does he keep burping? What is happening? Yeah, yeah. Like, why don't you cut that out of the I podcast? Mean, at this point, you're just burps and uh, clears throat guy. Uh, yeah, yeah, basically. Like, there's those are the only two things. Those are the only two facets of my personality that define me. If, if I'm being 
honest. I don't disagree, yeah. Yeah, anyways, you can follow me if you wanted to on the internet at uh, Spencer.Zone. That's That's Spencer with an S, not a C. That's two. Like uh, Spencer for Hire, not Spencer's Mm -hmm. Gifts. The fucking Instagram keeps telling me they're going to delete my account, so like that might happen. That mm-hmm. sucks. Like, but uh, we'll see. So, so here's the deal: if um, if if that happens, mm-hmm. uh, you you need to just start a brand new account with a totally different name, and it all has to be like animated pictures, and it'll be called uh, Spencer's Gifts. Hate that so much. Spencer's gifts is hilarious. You know that's funny. That is actually kind of funny. That's it's, actually not the worst idea. It's, but it's pretty funny. The it's gonna grow uh, on you. We're looking forward to Spencer's gifts. I hate that. And a big shout oh, out well. to our Patreon supporters in the five dollar tier: Dylan Lance, Dan Morrison, and Ian Killia. Thank you so much. You help make this show possible. For as little as two dollars a month, you get access to all of our bonus episodes and uh, everything. So uh, go check us out on Patreon. Anyway, this has been Britain. And this has been Spencer. You've been listening to Getting Head, a bucket cast. Stay greasy, bucketheads. Namaste.